Welcome to Business is Good, the podcast all about what it means to be in business in the 21st century. Small and medium-sized businesses are the lifeblood of the UK economy, and globally they can and will have a huge impact on society, the economy and how we live our lives. From technology disruption to reworking a solution to solve the world's biggest problem, Business is Good is a podcast about what it takes to be successful and how every business defines that in different ways. Business is no longer just about being defined by what you do, but it's about giving back and redefining the problems and how we solve them in a way that works for you. I'm your host, Caroline Sumners, and I'll be giving you weekly inspirational stories from business owners who are building business and solving problems. And welcome to another edition of Business is Good, the podcast all about building your modern business. I am your host, Caroline Sumners, and today I'm talking to local resident and um, and local creative business campaigner, Louise O'Brien. Louise um, runs a magazine uh, locally where I live. Um, called South Sea Folk, um, which celebrates independent um, and creative businesses across the city. Um, obviously, this um, again, this uh, episode was recorded pre-lockdown, and I know that um, Louise, as many other businesses, have have struggled and found it very difficult to um, maintain normal business operations through this time so um, please do take a listen please do check out the South Sea Folk website and support the independent traders and uh, creative traders that Louise so passionately supports so um, we had a great chat um, in her kitchen over um, a cup of tea one morning back in February and um, yeah enlist, uh, enjoy and uh, yeah over to Louise and I for another edition of Business is Good. Today we are doing something a bit different. I am, I think you're actually the first local, local person that I have done on the podcast, wow. which is really good. So today I'm in the lovely home of Louise or Lou, Would you would prefer Lou. Yeah, people call me Lou. I don't mind, but most people call Lou me Lou. O'Brien, who runs the fabulous South Sea Folk. So for anybody that isn't from South Sea, which <laughs> <laughs> probably most people that are listening, I hope, I don't know, what is South Sea Folk? Well, South Sea Folk is an independent creative magazine. It's like a photographic project. Um, it aims to capture and highlight local people, local businesses, local creatives, local artists, designers, put them all in a lovely little magazine that, um, you know, has that real smell of just coming out of the printers and sort of really nice coffee table material. Um, It's really nice to look at. Um, And inside, you know, a lot of people that have lived in Portsmouth and Southsea all of their lives will say to me sometimes, they'll say, well, I've lived here f- for a long time and you always manage to find someone that, that I don't know about. Um, yeah. So it's really great for people to just have a look inside and and just support people that are doing doing great things in South Sea. 
That's fabulous. I love it, as you know. And not just because you put me in it, but anyway. <laughs> no, I love it precisely for precisely the reason that you say, because I, I, a lot of the time I think I know, know of the people that are in it, but sometimes you open it up. And, but, and the reason I think I know them is just because I live and work in Southsea and I yeah. get to know a lot of the local businesses because I make it a mission to support local businesses. But there are, t- are times when I open up and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go check that out. That's amazing. So yeah. it's really good for ideas. Okay, so what made you start Salsi Folk? What's the, how long has it been going and, what, and what's um, the story behind it? Well, I, I, um, I moved from um, the north to the south. Had to move here with my husband's work. And, um, and I said to him, I, I ran an interior blog um, in the north, uh, which I loved. Um, I used to do a lot of things to do with interiors. Um, I used to do a lot of interior styling, things like that. Um, and I got hit by a car. I was in Manchester with my son. Oh my we went away for a weekend. Uh, we're having a really lovely time. And it was about 20 past five. We'd been for a lovely meal in the northern quarter. And I said to him, I basically stepped off of the pavement. So I was kind of looking at the pavement. So I had one foot on the pavement, one foot on the road. I was looking at my son that was completely stood on the pavement. And I was saying, where else do you want to go before we go to this concert tonight? Because our apartment was across the other side of the road. And not being able to see or, you know, judge anything. A car reversed into me. It wasn't going at a huge speed, but it was kind of the impact of how it hit my hip, Mm. impacted my spine. Um, And so that was really scary. So I had quite a big recovery from that. I couldn't lift anything. I couldn't sit down at all, not even for a minute. Oh, my um, goodness. Which lasted for about three or four weeks. It was so painful. But but out of that, I was quite, I felt quite low. And I'm a very positive, vibrant person. Mm. So what I found, what made me feel better was writing. I was just writing. Because when I did start to feel a bit better, I still couldn't walk very far. I still felt quite ill. Um, I had a bit of recovery. But I found that I could I could feel positive in writing. I could feel positive talking about the area. And, and then I found that I really enjoyed it. And then... People really enjoyed reading about it. And so they, um, you know, I used to get invited to a lot of things in Sheffield, like new bar openings, new restaurants, you know, really exciting things. And I loved it. And and I've always been a real person that, that supports um, the local independence. Mm. I've always shopped local. I've always, you know, really had that vibe about me. So, um, so when we moved down here... Uh, which was May 2017, I um, I said to my husband, please don't put me in a little village in the middle of nowhere because I will be bored <laughs> stiff. I'll have no one to talk to. <laughs> I've got no friends. I've left my family. I've left everything behind. I've come here. So I did a lot of research about South Sea. I visited it three times before we moved and I fell in love with it straight away because I felt that whole vibrant, independent thing. Uh, Southie had got more independence than than most places have across the UK. In you know, it's everywhere mad, you go, it? it's like you know, you, you sort of it's just brilliant. I love yeah. it. So I instantly fell in love with it. 
Um, and then I met a girl called Helen who was uh, running a wedding magazine and she just started doing, she did the first issue of South Sea Folk. Is this Margot's wedding? Yes. Um, shout out to Helen. Shout out to <laughs> Helen. And uh, and she, she's got some amazing ideas. She, yeah. She's brilliant. And I went and met her because I was going to do some writing for her. And she said, you know what? I think you would be perfect for South Sea Folk. Everything that you're about, your ethos, everything, you just sit really well with that. So I went and helped her to get out the first issue. And then we worked on the second issue together. Um, and it was great. Um, but I think she found... South Sea Folk is really, really hard. Um, sorry, that's just my phone that I should have turned off. It's all right. <laughs> um, South Sea Folk is really hard work. And it, and it was something that's going to take a long time to build up. Mm. And I think Helen just couldn't dedicate that time to it. So... Um, so she ended up going off to do more work with Margot's wedding and I took on South Sea Folk full time. So I took that on in May 2018. Um, the first thing I wanted to do was create a front cover where an artist could be, um, you know, really given a platform mm. to maybe express about the area or about themselves. And so that was a lovely addition that I did straight away. Um and I'm really glad I did that because it gave a real focus. You know, I found people when I got to, I started on issue three on my own. When I got to like issue five, people were like, I collect this. I want mm. to, you know, I'm missing because issue look, two. I want to, where, where can I get it they from? They look and, so good as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that, that was a great thing. Um, and I just felt that there was so much scope for it to grow. I wasn't in a rush because it was something that I loved and enjoyed so the financial part of it was that doesn't matter. It will it will have its own organic growth. It will mm. grow, which, which it has. Um, and it's got that momentum now where people, you know, they want to advertise in it. I mean, I get so many requests of people wanting to be in it. You know, can you please, you know, promote me and put me in it? Um, which is hard sometimes because, you know, if I plan a magazine and I'm working three to six months in advance, uh. I can't always do that. But that's where I brought in other platforms. So the website's great because I can write blog posts um, yeah, and help people. Yeah, with that <laughs> and then also you know the, the new podcast which has been absolutely brilliant I've really enjoyed that mm. I think podcasts are lovely they're great because you can you can be doing your washing up you can be ironing you can be in the bath you know you can be driving somewhere to a meeting and you can listen to them all the time can't and I didn't you? pay you to say that either did I no podcasts are great <laughs> they are though aren't they <laughs> They are amazing. Yeah. Um, so well, how many issues are you on now? What, what? So I'm working on issue 10 now. Yeah. I didn't know that that was the story behind it, that Helen had started it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know where Southsea is, I mean, I'm pretty certain that most of the listeners are UK-based, I think. But if you don't know where Southsea is, it's it's a, let's say it's the seaside, seaside part of Portsmouth. So it's on, yeah. it's part of Portsmouth. So, um and as Lou said, there are so many independent businesses and independent shops. Yeah. It's thriving, really, isn't it? I yeah. would say if you look at some yeah. of the streets where the independent businesses are, and it's probably not that well known for it either. I think people think Brighton and you know other places yeah. are much more well known for it, but actually we've got a lot going on. Oh yeah, and I think that's why your yeah. magazine is so good because it it really highlights all of those people. 
Yeah, I, I love it as well because it, I always say it's like kind of like a young Brighton. So it's not as big and as commercialised as Brighton and has got as much focus, but, it, it, it you know, South Sea in itself has got so much scope to grow even more, mm. you know, and that's what's exciting. That's why I love being here because the creative vibe is unbelievable and there's such a great um, wide collection of artists that are drawn here mm. you know yeah we've got some um, world-class yeah artists haven't yeah they? yeah definitely um and and street art and just just so much there's so much creativity it's brilliant i love it and and a, and a real writing you know spot when you think about charles dickens and, mm. you know there's so much history yeah. it's unbelievable yeah. so south sea folk you've been doing it two years pretty yeah, much yeah yeah um but you just do it part-time it's not a full-time job no it, it, it basically you kind of work felt, it around your life yeah but uh i have pretty much worked full-time on it really for the past couple of years because i mean there's only me there's only me that distributes the magazine so i got every week every week there's 250 copies being handed out you imagine that mm. like, getting to every independent around the city around south sea and into ports portsmouth as well um, and then, um, you know, there's just so much to it because it's built that momentum. You know, I've got emails to answer, get back in touch with people, arrange meetings, try and get people to advertise. So I do all the marketing, I do all the advertising, I do, um, you know, I'm the editor for the magazine. I write quite a lot of the blog posts mm. and I'm constantly trying to get, you know, interesting stories. Um, so, yeah, so it's been quite full time, really. But I fit it around... Um, my family I've got a little boy that's now nine so he was seven when I was started working on it um and I always picked him up from school and did things with him mm. and he would say you don't work mummy but that's because he never saw me working because I was always spending time with him then going back to work when but he also, goes to bed <laughs> but also I think it's because you're not working in the traditional sense as in you're not driving to an office and sitting there for eight hours and then coming back again. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole purpose of the premise of this whole uh, podcast is about yeah. how you build a business, a modern business that fits yeah. around you and is around your passion and stuff like that. So yeah. you're working pretty much all the time, I would imagine. Yeah, you, ne- you never... You <laughs> Even never, though it doesn't seem... Yeah, you never switch seem off. like it. Yeah, you never switch off. And it's like, you know, I work on a Sunday, I work mm. weekends, I work I work all the time. It's like you say, when it's your own business, you never switch off, do mm. you? Mm. And I think that has been one thing for me that I've had to really... Um, probably the first year, I felt I'd really got something to prove... Mm. Um, so I was like really pushing at hundred miles an hour and then I kind of stopped and thought, you know, I'm going to make myself ill being like that. Let's just calm down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just chill out. Just calm it down. Calm it down. And then, and now what I've realized is, you know, I can work at my own pace. Mm. I've had a lot of people come to me and say, oh, you know, you should do this and you should be doing that. You should do this. But my answer always back is... I'm on my own journey. I create my own waves. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, you're either on th- that wave with me or you're not, and that's fine. I don't expect everyone to love what I do. I don't expect everyone to agree with everything mm. that I'm trying to achieve or what I do, but I'm fine with that. And I think part of that comes with age because I'm, like, nearly 50 now. Like, if that would have been 20 years ago... Yeah, you'd be stressed about it. ...worried sick about what everybody thinks all the time. Yeah. Now I just think, 
it's fine. Yeah, you're not for everyone, and that's no. fine. That's okay. Yeah. I think that's actually the biggest lesson of all the people I've spoken to on this, on the first series of the podcast, because this, this is the second, is that it's just getting to that point in your head that actually you're not, not every business is for everybody, and yeah. you've just got to go with it. And Because there's always going to be people that do love what you do. Yeah. And I think... But it's I, scary, isn't it? Yeah. When you first start doing it, you just think, ugh. I think, yeah, I think I think for me, I've got that kind of I always want to please everyone all the time. And I and I have that about me where I, I am a happy person and I and I want other people to be happy as well and happy with what 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 they see from me, what they do. Um but like we talked about your photograph, didn't we? Mm. A little bit, how you weren't happy with that photograph. Mm. And I didn't know that. And then I thought it was a lovely photograph and I was going around really proud showing everyone and, and you didn't really love it. And and that made me think when I'd spoken to you that actually, so this time in this magazine that we've just done, we spent more time with the photo subjects. Yeah. And we made sure that they were more comfortable, that we, they were comfortable, that they were happy with what we were putting out. Yeah. So sometimes it's little learning things that you, you think you've cracked it, but you no, actually haven't. The thing is, no one likes themselves in photos, I don't think. And I, I but... Yeah, I said, and I didn't just like for everybody listening. I didn't just like pick up the phone and go, "Lou, I hate that photo." What's that? Well, you all never about? said anything. No, I didn't say anything. We were until... on a night out. Yeah, and you'd had something like two glasses of wine, <laughs> and then said, oh, "By the way, I really hate that photo." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm the same. I mean, sometimes I I feel like I can take a good photo, and then sometimes <laughs> I can take the worst photo, and I hate that. Well, the thing is, with mine, it was more challenging as well because most of the time you take people in their shop or their office location don't you and at the time I didn't really have anywhere that I worked from because I was homeless as it were um in terms of the of the the office so I think it was more challenging because we were trying to find space weren't we where we could do it so um which I actually loved the space that we found because I love street art and I I loved it was James from the Coast Guard studio we it, it painted these feathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was nice. It wasn't but... that. I just, I think I just don't like myself in photos. And I yeah. was just like, oh my God, my hair looks awful. And, you know, yeah. and all of that stuff, all yeah. of that stuff. But, um, but, you, but it's, I love that your magazine's got a certain style about it. And I didn't know that that was the history behind it, to be honest. That you wanted it to be kind of like a coffee table, kind of like. Well, not so much. Kind of, yeah, you know. I've. I mean, I've always been into the design and interiors and design books and magazines and things. Um, and I just think, for me, and I don't know if other people agree with that, but I think print is not dead. Print is going through a very difficult time at the moment, and it has probably for the past five years. Yeah, but. If you're going to put something in print, it needs to have value. Yeah. It needs to have something that someone is going to go, yes, I'll read it. But, you know, it's got lots of other factors in it as well, like the design factor, yeah. you know, the art factor. You know, things, for me personally, that's what I think. I think print has to add value. And I think South Sea Folk does. Yeah, that's funny um, you should say that because actually one of my clients, um, regular um clients I work with on on an ongoing basis is a printers and we have this conversation quite a lot that it it isn't dead and they kind of got the same they've been going 100 years and they've got the same kind of like 
thought process around it as you. I mean, obviously yeah. they're printers, so they're, but you know they've got that whole kind of like you've got to do really good quality work, and it's got to add something to people, yeah. because then people will print it. Yeah, yeah. And I think I mean what annoys me at the moment, uh, you know, there's so many things that worry me, and and it's not so much you know when I when when we look back in twenty years time, we will realise you know the luxurious lifestyles that we had. Mm. But what annoys me is when I get a Domino's, you know, mm. flyer through the door and the amount of junk mail you get mm. and it's just paper and it's just junk and you're going to chuck it straight in the bin and yeah. that's what annoys me because that, you know, yeah, okay, that's marketing, it's advertising, but we've got so many other platforms now that we don't need to be chopping down trees 24-7. Mm. So we can get a Domino's, uh, you know. I mean, I don't want to say names, brands, but you know, it could be could be any of them. But I don't want to get that through my door. Yeah, no, I know because it just has to go straight into the recycling bin. Yeah, and then it has to go off to the recycling place. Yeah, and it's like, where does it go from that? You yeah, know, does it no. get incinerated or does it get you know put to being into something else? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and with your magazine, I, I'm pretty certain that people probably keep it. Yeah, well, that's the idea. Yeah. And, and and I spoke to a lovely lady who had worked in marketing a very long time, um, about six months ago it was actually, and she said that, you know, what people do is they will read your magazine, then they will pass it on to somebody else. Mm. So I've done that. So, that. so that's good. So that you, you read it, you pass it on, and it gets passed around. Um, so, that, so that's cool. So what are plans, what are the plans for Southsea Folk this year? Because you did the, the awards last year. Yeah. Are they happening again? Or? Yeah, I'm hoping to do the South Sea Folk Awards again. I've not got a confirmed date yet. Um, it was kind of like the middle of May mm. last year. So I'm just going to sit down and work it all out. But, yeah, I definitely want to do the awards again. Um, it won't, People sort of said, oh, 21 categories, it's too much. But we whizzed through that on that night. Yeah, you did. It was brilliant. So I'm not afraid of the categories. Mm. Um, I'm going to change it up so that it's not the same winners again mm. um, as last year. Because it, it was voted so, for, wasn't it? It's all but voted you don't for. Want, you, don't, you want it to not be the same... So there'd be slightly different categories. Right. So they wouldn't be the exact same categories last year. And then <coughs> what what we would do is, I think, is sort of say to the winners from last year is, listen, you know, you won last year. Would you sponsor the award for this year and then give out the award? So you're still including th- yeah. that business person who won last year, but it's just giving other people a chance yeah. to sort of promote them and, yeah, you know. So, so yeah. South Sea Folk Awards, and then what else is happening with the magazine? You've got the podcast, like you said. I've got the podcast, yeah. Um, I've got a collaboration that I've just done with the artist of the the latest magazine, which right. you think is going to be really, really good. So we've we've um, designed a bag together, a really nice bag. Nice, um, what, like a tote bag? Actually. Yeah, but really good quality. It's yeah. not a thin one, it's a really, really good thick canvas one. So, so that's good. So we're going to run a competition with that. Um, are they going to be for sale or are they just to win yeah they're just to win I think at the moment because I've only got about 15 of them Mm. um, and I don't want to just give them away Um, but yeah so we've got that Um, then working on the next magazine so that's all exciting I've got a big project coming up with Aspects Gallery which is going to be all about climate emergency that's going to be a competition that's put out across kind of Portsmouth and Hampshire Nice. So people can enter a competition um, to 
um, win a place to design the front cover for um, yeah for a South Sea folks. So that's exciting. Um, I'm working on a few projects, which is what I think about our city is we live in a waterfront city, and we should be a pioneer leading at the front um, of the UK to push for things to do with climate change and climate, you know, issues. Um, and so that is something that I feel quite strongly about. So I'm working on different projects. I'm working on a project with schools. That's going to be, which is, I can't talk too much about at the minute, but there's that. And then there's also going to be uh, that project with the Aspects Gallery. And then there's going to be like another another project as well um, that I want to work with independent businesses in Southsea and, pr- and get them to switch to eco-friendly packaging. So some businesses already do that really mm. well now, like the Southie Deli, amazing. Hunter Gatherer, amazing. But then there are other businesses that could do better. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and arrange to set up on my website sort of a button where you can, you know, where you can press on it and it will show a list of businesses that are already doing amazing you know eco packaging and then hopefully that list will grow Mm, that's amazing and i think if as a community if we can try and really you know promote that that would be great um the other thing is in february so on saturday from the first of february um i'm gonna do a campaign in february called hashtag look up southie and it's about the fact that you know as a nation you know um we spend too much time on our phone phones so um there was research done and apparently an adult spends you know it goes on their phone between every nine and 12 minutes Um, (coughs) my whole idea behind it is that you know you're looking up more you're spending more time talking to your family your partner your best friend you know people that you spend a lot of time with and that you're not sat. I mean, how many times have we gone into a restaurant? I mean, I have, and I'm sure many other people have. And you see an entire family sat waiting for their food and they're all sat on their phones. I know, yeah. So it's just about, you know, putting your phone away for a bit and just trying to get a bit of balance. And I, I'm just as bad as everybody else. I'm, I'm not going to put myself up there on mm. a pedestal. But I've had to really learn to, to you know... Switch off type thing. To switch off and and sort of say right i'm not going to look at this phone now until you know but nine o'clock tonight is, or i'm going to turn it off at nine o'clock at night and not look at it again but the other benefit of that is like, like look up south Sears. there's so much actually to look at as you're walking around Do you yeah know what I mean? yeah just all the street art like you said and all some of the old buildings and stuff that yeah. you just don't notice yeah. um so it's re- i think that's really good so where's that yeah. sign first of feb, first of feb for yeah the, for the whole of feb or just yeah generally. the whole of feb is going to okay. be on so look out for that i mean the idea came from i never watch daytime telly <laughs> i never get time but i sat down i just had some breakfast last week and i just watched a little bit of lorraine and she done this whole campaign of hashtag look up and I just loved it and I thought yeah it's brilliant why not bring that to South Sea why not have us do something fun because February can be you know although we say January can be a depressing month I think February can also be quite depressing Mm. Uh, because even though everybody gets their their wages from you know first wages from Christmas you know February can still be quite a tough month Mm. um so because I think it's any time before the clocks go the change is tough I think 
That's yeah. Me. Um, so I, what I love about South Sea Folk, and I know we've got to wrap up because you've got to go somewhere. So yeah. <laughs> what I love about it and what you've just talked about is that you've just organically grown this business and you've got all these different visions for it, if you like. So it started mm. as supporting local business and supporting local independence, but now you're bringing in wider issues as well, which affect us all but also can help, I think, other independent businesses stand out. Yeah. So it's all kind of like reinforcing each other. Yeah. So it's not. It's about kind of like who are those businesses that have also got purpose and have also got things mm. that they're trying to fix. And, and I love the whole way yeah. the whole ecosystem works together. I think, I think it's I think where we live and I think it's such a collaboration mm. of, you know, South Sea Folk wouldn't be as successful as it is without those independent businesses mm. and creatives and individuals that have really got on board with it. Yeah. Um, you know, that have really given support. I mean, like yourself, you know, you've really supported it. Um, so it wouldn't be where it is without that. But I think it's nice that we can support each other and yeah. that you can give back. It's not about me just take, take, take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's about giving back all the time. And that's what I do wherever I can. You know, I've got a new business that pops up and I see that they've got a great vision and that, you know, they've, they've got a lot about them. And I will always look to help them and promote them. Well, I hope you enjoyed that um, that edition of Business is Good um, and chatting to Lou about all things South Sea folk. Um, it's a great magazine that passionately supports local businesses. So if you, um, even if you're not local to the south coast of Hampshire, it's, gr- you know, it's great to check out in terms of some of the truly amazing and internationally acclaimed local artists and businesses that we, that we have located here on the south coast. So, um, hope you enjoyed that uh, that uh, that episode. And um, from me, it's goodbye. And uh, speak to you and see you again soon. Tune in next week where we have more inspirational stories talking about moving your business beyond what it is and moving it more towards what you're in business for, what's important and doing good and changing the way things should be done.